Hello, and welcome to the Wedding Dish Podcast. Grab your fork and knife and take a seat at our table as we dish on all things weddings. You'll hear stories and tips from real couples and wedding pros about love, life, and entrepreneurship. I am Sarah Alipin, the host of The Wedding Dish and CEO of Photos from the Hardy and District Bliss. Thank you so much for tuning into The Wedding Dish. Let's dish. Today, we have a return guest joining us, and I'm super excited to catch up with her because... um, well, you're going to hear all about it. There are tons of new developments, um, and we're going to dive deep on some really cool traditions that um, that she's worked on. So I want to welcome Milan, the lady behind Milan's Occasions. Hi, I'm so excited. <laughs> me too. How are you? I'm good. Well, first, I want to say thank you for having me back. <laughs> so of course. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We love you at the wedding dish. I love you guys. I'm telling you, I kind of, you know, constantly listen to the podcast sometimes. I'm like, oh my God, I cannot believe I said that, you know, (laughs) but hey, Ah! (laughs) (laughs) but it won't be me if I don't speak the truth. (laughs) That's true. That's true. And it wouldn't be Sarah either. (laughs) Hey, you want the wedding dish? This this is what we're going to dish out. Exactly. So to be back, and it's so good to have you. Um, Even though we are virtual now, and the last time I got to see you in person, I know. But thank God, you know, for all this technology, it's it's amazing. So I'm glad. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, So a little update: since the last time Milan was here with us, she actually took a position at. A wedding loft, which is in Leesburg, Virginia, and Barbara, the lady behind a wedding loft, was on last season. So, um, tell us how it how it's going. I mean, you're in their professional podcasting studio right now. Actually, that's where I'm at right now. This is yeah. I call it my room, but I know (laughs) everybody's room. But you know, when I'm here, I take over. (laughs) Isn't that what every room is when you enter? I told her, I said, uh, the next building you guys ever plan, just make sure it has my name there, you know, <laughs> I'll pay for it. It's not a problem. <laughs> so, you know, um, oh my goodness. It, it's amazing. Um, it, it's been a lot, but it's been wonderful. Uh, COVID has really made me think about so many things. I would not have thought about podcasting if it was not for COVID. Um, cause the, you know, the planning industry it's kind of like slow down as planners. Yeah. So uh, it, it's just not when I mean, we're just sitting like, okay, just tumbling our fingers. Like, okay, what's next? What's next? And you all know as a business owner, your brain is just constantly go. So the wedding loft came through. Um, actually, a friend of mine had referred me to them like last year. And but no, 2019 actually. And at that time I was like, okay, I'll get to it. You know? And then finally, of course, COVID happened. I was like, you know what? Let me see what my friend is talking about. And I checked it out. Came that day, send an email, and I've been following the wedding loft actually on Instagram. And I reached out, emailed uh, Bob, and um, oh my God, you just fall in love with her the minute you walk in. I knew I was going to become a, mem- a member the minute I came through them doors. You know, just the welcoming. Uh, and, and at that time, you know, she was just kind of like getting back to herself because of COVID. You know, it was, so 
we just like literally we sat down, we connected. I love what, what she does, especially because it is a place of women networking together, creating things together, co-working. Um, not only that, for your clients to come to a safe place, you know, because I remember and we talked about this the last time we were together. I will meet my clients at a coffee shop, uh, restaurants, remember? And these things get expensive, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely more than what it costs per month to be a member at a wedding loft because it's so reasonably priced. I I did drop my jaw a little bit when she yeah. told me. I was like, what? I know. But, but it's because of Barbara wants to really like be generous and give mm-hmm. back to the community. And I think that's such a lovely thing. And that's why I'm so excited that you decided to really be part of a wedding loft I'm because I think it's going to be brilliant for Milan's occasions in, yes. in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a reminder, Milan's occasions yes. is, um, well, how, how would you like to intro Milan's sure, occasions? Sure. I know we just went can, on. <laughs> I mean, we'll start with Milan brings the fun and organization yes. to your wedding. Yes. And we'll let her smile. take it from there. <laughs> you will never see behind the door. Not yet. You know, we're trying to work on that. We're trying to get the, the documentary, you know, how it all begins and how it starts. That's coming. It's coming soon. Um, so my name is Milan Haile. Um, I'm from Eritrea and I own Milan's Occasions. I've been in the business for five years. I'm a wedding coordinator and event planner. And just started a podcast February 15, and it just kind of falls on all into the business. And one reason why I started the podcast actually is also to build the community of all entrepreneurs. Of course, as right now, again, of COVID kind of like struck everybody down, and people, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs just like um, they don't know how to get out there. And you know, where do we start? And then remind you, these are folks that probably have been in the business for five and plus years. And just imagine for the new ones coming in, you know, they don't even know where to go, where I was like that even before COVID. So this is a way to do the podcasting, do the interviews, you know, let them know who these people are behind the scene. Um, Cause I've noticed as I've talked to a lot of, uh, you know, when you're sending questions to anyone uh, or whether it's Instagram or Facebook, they're like, oh, no, we we, we want to see face. We want to see, you know, who's behind the scene, who's doing this work, you know, who, who are we hiring? Let's get their, um, you know, because personality is a big thing because if they see a good personality, they definitely going to hire you uh, and just get to know who you are, not just as a business owner, also as well as who you are in person when you are not. Uh, whether you're a planner or a photographer. So th- that's um, one reason definitely just to kind of build in the community and help the community as well. And especially like my community and, in in, in, you know, the Eritrean Ethiopian culture. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I, um, I love that. I love what you do. I love that you focus on culturally dynamic weddings and celebrations and events. Um, I think that's such a beautiful space and it's something that you're clearly very, very passionate about. Um, So I wanted to dive in a little bit to, I know we touched on how you became a wedding planner in the first episode when you were on, um, which was your sister's wedding. And I want to talk a little bit about how you merged the Eritrean and Sierra Leone cultures and what traditions you implemented. Um, And really give us some information about what that actually looks like in, uh, yeah, it's, yes. Did you see some video I posted? Uh, When when did you post it? (laughs) 
<laughs> I've before. probably seen Look, it. I, I will send it to you privately again. How about that? <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I think your sister looked like a queen oh on her goodness. wedding day. So Titi got married 2019, if I'm not mistaken, 2018. Um, the first wedding, Sarah's the, the first one, my, little, my other little sister is when, uh, you know, decided like, okay, we got to do this. And of course, actually my friend's wedding. Um, Titi's wedding, the Eritrean and the Sierra Leone, I mean, and this was a family thing coming together. I can't even take all the credit, to be honest. We just came together. And, you know, his family, my sister, you know, our family. And of course, we had to learn a little bit more about the Sierra Leone as well. Because uh, we wanted to make sure and, you know, that we don't miss anything. We knew our part of the Eritrean culture, but also we wanted to know the Sierra Leone. So, of course, his wonderful aunt, his you know mom and all of them, his sister, you know, they all uh, kind of explained to us, um, you know, their clothes. You know, they, they definitely change into the gowns, as you've seen. She did the Eritrean culture first. And then I think at the end, no, I'm sorry, she did the, uh, the Sierra Leone change and then she, her tradition outfit. And then she went on to the Eritrean. Um, the dances. I mean, that's what I think. Literally, when they came out, that's when you can. I mean, everyone was right there. Even me as a planner, I was like, "Oh my god, this is just gorgeous!" You know, just to bring that together. Um, so yeah, we just kind of did our homework. I was watching YouTube. You know, the way they walk in. Um, you know, the way they dance. So that was a good, uh, you know, um, experience for me. Um, just like when I tell my clients, when you come into a different culture. I know for me, if I'm working with, uh, just like right now, uh, I, have an, I have an Eritrean and an African-American wedding in August. So for my client, for her, uh, you know, uh, the wedding party, I have to send them videos just to give them an idea what it looks like. So, and you don't have to have it perfect, you know, just move the shoulders. You move the shoulders and the legs, you're good. <laughs> dance we make listen I don't even have the dance that these kids make nowadays you know <laughs> I'm serious yeah. oh I feel you <laughs> yeah. uh, so just as long as you move the shoulders and one thing about the Sierra Leone they're the same way just move the hands I wish I had some music right now and just show the hands you know like your shoulders and just uh, your, your, you know your feet that's it <laughs> oh no That's so fun. I love that. Um, so what does it look like when they're entering? So when they entering, the music is on, um, <clears throat> of course. So and for Sierra Leone, uh, they can, the same thing. I think most of the time they use DJ. So we use DJ for, for their music. You know, we had a, uh, you know, uh, we had a DJ for that. But we also had a band for the Eritrean culture. Um, so when they were coming, when it was their turn, it just like, they just coming in, you know, just dancing. My little sister came in with her little feathers, you know, <laughs> she actually did exactly what they do. And, and I'm, I mean, she had to respect that. Um, and that was amazing. And I, and I was like, wow, you know, T, you, you did a great job. Like you literally, you know, followed it and, and you just got it right. And it was so cute. Even my niece at that time, I think she was eight years old, um, nine. and I was looking at her and she was grooving. I mean, she followed it. 
seriously, I cannot wait to get the video like in my hand so I can post it um, on, on Instagram so folks can really see exactly how it was. But yeah, these are the things that I'm trying to work on, Sarah, that I want to do like a documentary, you know, how these cultures work. Because a lot of times folks don't know what exactly happens behind the scene. How does it start? Where, you know, where does it begin? Where does it end? So that's that's a, a big homework that I'm really, really uh, trying to focus on. The only thing is, of course, you got to make sure your clients are okay with that. You know, they, they do have to sign a waiver. Um, but I'm like, hey, who, done, who doesn't want to be on TV one day? You know? Uh, you know? True, <laughs> true. I mean, especially with these beautiful weddings, you know, why not? And of course, you have to make sure with the venue is okay. Because, you know, they already have their video uh, photographers and their video cameras, you know. So, like now, I have photographers following me when I'm doing my work. Because these are things that never get captured when it's, you know, photographer that's hard for a client, which is not their fault, but you need one for yourself. So, yeah, it's, it's a, I'm telling you, I came really a long way. When I look at five years, how I got here is just amazing. And, and, and since you met me, I have not stopped. I, I'm just going, you know, until I get exactly where I want. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And that means even during, you know, the wedding pause that was 2020. Oh my goodness. Yes. You're I still am. moving those shoulders and moving those feet. I sure am. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so can you tell me like a little bit about what it looks like behind the scenes of one of these like really traditional cultural weddings? Okay. So I can give you one now. So right now, um, which all of really most of them, you know, they kind of, they pretty much the same. And remember, as we talked before, it's like it's three days, a so three day. I mean, of course, if, Forget the three day. You're already working the minute they say that, that ring is on that finger. And, you know, first I always tell my clients, please enjoy your engagement. Please enjoy your engagement. And two months later, go ahead and stop planning, especially if you're planning, you know, for a year. After two months, go. Let's, you know, let's start. So they have, if it's a traditional, they definitely have to get ready for two, you know, for two days. They have to get ready for Saturday, which is um, the white gown. Um, which is, you know, the white, the wedding, uh, the white wedding dress. And that's pretty much the easiest one. Um, and then, you know, of course you got to make sure the, the groom's the same way for the second day, which we call it Melsi is M E L S I. Um, that's the, the whole traditional day. Now that is that day that they literally waking up five or six o'clock in the morning. They want to get their hair braided. Um, sometimes the bridesmaid will get that too. If, you know, if, if, the, if the bride, you know, if she's, um, if she wants them, that's fine. But if not, it's really up to the bride, how she wants that. And in the braiding, I don't know if you've seen some of the pictures. It's like really um, in the middle, you know, all braid with jewels. So they have all this ready. So they have to make, uh, you know, sometimes the jewelry is kind of handed, you know, from tradition, from the family, from the parents. If not, then, of course, um, the groom has to go get it. Um, and he'll purchase it where, wherever, um, you know, back in the days, you know, we all used to get it from back home, you know, um, of course now, you know, just with everything that's going on, you can, you, you can pretty much get African jewelries from everywhere now. I mean, Amazon even has it. It's, it's just crazy, you know, but for the bride, they really do want to be the real traditional because it just, she's the bride, you know, she got to stand out. 
um, her bridesmaid will have one. Of course, they won't go out, you know, uh, uh, more like hers, but just a little maybe like jewelry or necklace, earrings, uh, bracelets, you know, rings. So they will have to have all that prepared for Sunday. Um, and then the injera, I don't know if have you had any Eritrean or Ethiopian, um, Ethiopian is, the, the food is pretty much the same. It's like the injera, like the, the bread. I don't know if you had that. So that's what they'll eat on Sunday. Um, and usually for the bridal party, they have a cute little space on the stage. And so the bride and groom have their own. Um, the bridal party will. And sometimes they make it different now. Sometimes they'll have one of their best men and her maid of honor will sit right next to each uh, next to the, uh, to the groom and bride. So they're kind of like feeding each other because that's what we do. Um, you know, the culture was like that. And, you know, just to. Yeah. Um, and so right before the food, actually, um, I kind of jumped. There's uh, all the moms, all the ladies. They I'm going to send you a video um, so that just to give you an idea. Um, it's all the women. They come in with bottles of liquor. OK. Uh, yeah. It's, it's like a tequila. <laughs> we call it areki. Um, I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much people are. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they coming in with daddy holding, uh, it's like, um, it's like a souvenir, but you know, I mean, that's the equipment is beautiful. They're holding that dancing around. Um, this is just like what they do back home just for the traditional. And it's so beautiful. They're all dressed up, of course. I mean, it just amazes me the things that they do. That sounds. Oh my goodness. Stunning. Thank you. Yeah. I'm going to send you some pictures. I'm going to send you some pictures. Um, I know definitely uh, the wedding that I'm doing, um, she's doing hers a little bit very different. So she will do the cer- the the, the, uh, the original ceremony a, a month early. Her wedding is in August, but she's going to do it a month early in July. Uh, so she'll have her traditional dress. She'll get her hair done and everything, you know, a braids and all that. Um, so she'll do that month early. So she's doing it very different than any other coaches that I have done. And then that in August will just be the American ceremony. Yeah. And, um, how did her, how did both of their families feel about that kind of, um, unique take on tradition? They, they love it. They love it. They cannot wait. They cannot wait. Um, you know, some of them, you know, they have not seen the dances and all that. So, and I was talking to a couple of them and, um, yeah, they, they, they cannot wait. It's it just, uh, um, I, you know, and I love what her father said, you know, he's like, I really want to see the traditional culture, you know, when they walk in, I was like, Oh my God, that is so amazing. You know, that's so, yeah. So they, I told them, be ready. I told them, be ready to dance. Uh, you know, just <laughs> cause you, I mean, the dancing itself, is a workout. You know, but you don't feel it that night because, you know, because it's just the energy. You're happy. You don't feel being tired. You'll feel it at the end or the next day, but you're not going to feel it that day when you're dancing. Yeah. Yeah. You've got all of the like endorphins going oh. and oh, yeah. everything. I I love that. I yeah. love that. Um, yeah. I, I, the fact that her, that both of their families are so excited about the way that they've chosen to do this is amazing. I that's I mean, first of all, I'm sure you know there it's not always the case. Yeah. So that is so lovely. Um, 
And I'm really excited that you're part of it, obviously, because oh, it will be God. perfect. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> we are almost there. You know, we almost like we just got one thing to h- hire, but the timeline is already done. Yeah. For the morning and the evening. We de- we finish. Because, um, you know, one thing I try to tell my clients, and especially for the bride, to rest. You know, because let me tell you this, because the camera's on you th- the whole time. They, water. There you go. Water. I just pointed at my no. water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> so true. You you need that rest because um, I've noticed, you know, if I'm not working with them, some of the, you know, brides will say, oh my God, you know, I have, and this is like a month before the wedding. The month before the wedding, you should not be running around. You should be relaxing. You should be going to the spa, you know, um, if it's a bridal shower, whatever going on, go enjoy that. You should not, and I usually tell clients, if you don't have a planner, try not to talk about the day of your bridal shower. Don't talk about your wedding. Talk about something else. You know, what, you, what honeymoon? Talk about that, you know. Um, and that's another thing I always tell my clients. When you're planning your wedding, um, please add in your honeymoon on that package. Because a lot of them, they don't take it after their wedding. You know, they'll wait a year or six months. And sometimes it doesn't even happen. You know, so I, I do definitely push that um, to put the honeymoon in that package, put your put a planner in that package, put a honeymoon in that package, you know, so. And yeah. by package, you mean budget for budget, it budget at for the it. same time. Yes. yes. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I. I was um, I had some anxiety around my honeymoon, mm-hmm. which I know sounds strange. Yeah. Um, I was tired. Oh my goodness. From what happened? <laughs> it, yeah. Well, yeah, I had, I had some things going on with, um, you know, having to change my job and physically, um, you know, with my injury, but I felt like I couldn't mentally get past planning the wedding. Mm. So the idea of the honeymoon overwhelmed me. Um, so we ended up using, I have a dear friend who owns um, Jetaway Guru oh. and she she just planned it for us, which was really helpful. And she's since planned like a bunch of our events, but um, everyone like treated us so well because it wasn't us going and saying, hey, it's our honeymoon, upgrade no. us. It was other people the, seeing. This- sorry, I couldn't hear what you Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I know, right? Siri, Siri had to get a word in there. Honey, I said, let me turn her off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What about that? Yeah. So I I totally agree. I think um I think, you know, having that month before would have been ideal for me to not be thinking about my wedding and more focused on the honeymoon. Um and I again we did find a great workaround that ended up being perfect for us. Um as most people, you know, hopefully everyone finds yeah. workarounds that are perfect for them yes. in whatever their situation is. But um it was also, you know, it was kind of complicated because we got married in California and mm-hmm. I was I like, that. where are we going to go honeymoon like in September? Mm-hmm. Oh, you can <laughs> find a place. <laughs> we, we ended up going to Kauai. See? See, and September actually a great place because it's not even that expensive, you know, because mm-hmm. Hawaii is already expensive, but at least that season. Yeah. Because everybody back to yeah. school, back to work. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it was, um, it ended up working out well, but I, I love that idea of one budgeting for it because it is something people forget to include in the budget. Um, and then two, you know, really like having that as something additional to look forward to. So you're not just, you know, waking up the morning after the wedding and feeling like, oh, wow, now there's all this time. What am I going to do? You're intentionally taking that time off because planning a wedding takes a ton of time. It does. It's a lot of found time afterward. Yes, it really, really <laughs> is. Exactly. Because, you know, like I was telling my client, you know, so what's going to happen is now that we have all the big, important things done, it's the little things that's going to, and I always tell folks, you forget the little things, you don't forget about the big things, you know, the, uh, so the little ones always like, oh my God, how did I forget that? So we're going to be working on that now. Cause I, I, cause one thing I did say, you know, cause I want her to rest, you know, she, um, cause they're the one that, you know, COVID happened, had to put the wedding on hold. Um, so yeah, I, as much they are ready, I am so ready. You know, I was just t- texting her yesterday. I was like, oh, my God, you only got four months with me. Because it's like, you, you know, they it's like they're your baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now it's like, oh, my God, I'm about to, you know, I got four more months to let you guys go. You know, so it's getting that time now. <laughs> you do. You, you, you oh can get attached to your clients. You really, really do. Yeah. Yeah, you do. I mean, if you're working, especially if you're working with your ideal clients, yes, ideal you really clients. emotionally invest. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I feel the exact same way. And on that note, we are going to take a super quick break sure. um, on the wedding dish, and we will be right back with Milan's occasions. <laughs> And we are back. Thank you so much for joining us on The Wedding Dish today. I am your host, Sarah Alipin, and I have with me Milan from Milan's Occasions. We've been chatting a little bit about um, Eritrean weddings, weddings from Sierra Leone, combining traditions, um, including you know the classic American traditions, what we consider here to be typical, um, with other cultural traditions in a way where everyone comes away feeling supported, happy, heard, and excited about the process. So, um, which to me, I mean, that's the ideal situation, right? Like everyone wants to feel heard. Everyone wants to be in, you know, everyone's already invested. That's probably the biggest cause of conflict in weddings um, with family is that they're so invested in your wedding that they don't know how to appropriately address everything. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm thrilled to hear that you have had amazing experiences surrounding that. Um, and I would love to hear a little bit about um, why it's so important to you to share these cultural traditions, these wedding traditions, um, and highlight, you know, a lot of people don't know what where Eritrea even is. Um, many people probably haven't heard of it. It's it's pretty tiny, Very, um, yeah. all things considered. Uh, you know, it's bigger than my house, certainly. <laughs> <laughs> when I say tiny, it sounds like, you know, it's like a little... Here. Well, yeah. um, so, you know, yeah. the, the Eritrean Ethiopian culture really is, is almost a little bit similar. Um, so Eritrea is in East Africa. Um, so I was born there. Uh, but I was raised, of course, majority, a uh, little bit in Saudi, and then came here to the United States in 1985. Um, and, but never forget my culture, never forget where I came from. 
because uh, of our family. I mean, they kind of constantly, you know, inherited in you. So uh, we got, you know, when you have weddings that you go to, because we, any parties, it doesn't matter if it's birthdays or uh, christening, everything is big. I mean, it's a big celebration. Uh, nothing is a celebration. So, you know, I, I tell a couple of my friends, I was like, you know, when I was 16, I think that's when the big party kind of stopped. <laughs> you know, after that, my mom's like, I'm done. You guys go do whatever you want. And of course, um, you know, my little sister, she, it didn't matter. Every time her birthday turn came, it was a big party. You know, and it, of course, it was right there at my dad's restaurant. So we just love the culture, you know, the just the way people are with you. And, you know, and I kind of brought that even with my American friends growing up. And I think, you know, some that's why we connected. And they just love seeing that, like, oh, my God, what are you guys eating? You know, and or things like that. Um, so they were all interested in it. Um, of course, at the beginning, you know, growing up, it was a little bit difficult because no one really understood. And um, we were never really that shy or embarrassed to talk about it. We knew who we were. And we just kind of like taught our American friends about it. But later now, I love how things are changing. Um, you know, no one is shy about it. Everyone is like willing to talk about every culture. And I love that, especially in this industry now, they get to see how both cultures are the Eritrean and the Ethiopian or just the Indian wedding and Indian wedding went through it too. You know, they, they went through a lot. So just to see that. And I love that like on TV now, you know, if you watch Bravo, they bring in all these different aspects of uh, tradition. And I'm like, and I, and I literally said to a friend of mine, I was like, Oh my God, it's about time. We are on TV. You know, <laughs> even though I'm not there, yeah. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Soon, soon, soon. <laughs> Bravo, better hurry up and call me. <laughs> they better. Somebody else is gonna swoop right. you right up. <laughs> so you know to see that, and I'm like, I, like it literally put tears in my eyes because this is what we've been struggling for. You know, just to see where we came from. Because um, you know, to to be honest, you know, Sarah, like we were making fun of where we were from. You know, um, eating with our hands. These are things that we had to explain as teenagers or, or kids, um, you know, and then also trying to fit in. Because I remember a couple of people would say sometimes, you know, when, we, when I was, you know, my teenage time, oh, my mom, you know, would not take her food to, uh, to her job because people would say something, you know, because they didn't know, you know? Yeah. They, they were yeah. not taught that. Um, so, but now, me and I want you cooking. That's, that smells so good, you know? And I'm like, See, they're learning. And that's one thing that we did. Anyone that was around us, like our American friends, we we had to show them where we came from. You know, my dad is amazing in explaining things. You know, he, he will talk to you all day about it. Um, my mom was the same way. You, you know, our home was just always welcoming to anyone. Um, you know, as, as long, you know, you, you do right by, by their kids. So, um, so, I, so I'm really, really appreciated now that how much cultures are coming out they start to show who they are without an embarrassment and and just being in the business especially and this is why i show the culture more because i'm like this is where i'm from this is what we do this is how we do it and especially when, when i and when i do the mixed culture i love explaining and if i now i don't know it all and if i don't let me tell you there's a lot of people that i can go to you know and i'll ask them hey is this right? Is this how you say it? What else do I need to do? So 
that's one thing I will say, you know, and anyone that's in a business and if you want to learn, um, even like the American culture, I'm still learning about that too. You know, um, that's why I can't wait to go to my country and really get that experience. And I can bring it back here and kind of like, you know, share that with, um, with, with anyone. It doesn't just have to be someone from my culture, but anyone around me in the business. Yeah. I can talk about I love culture. that. <laughs> I love that. And as much as I want to sit here and say it is not your responsibility to educate anyone else about your culture, mm-hmm. it is not that you are taking responsibility for it so much as you are enjoying the process of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the defensive girl in me is like, it's not your job. <laughs> but it's not your job. It's your passion. passion. That is what you love. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and so I did want to just differentiate those two things because um, I I am a bulldog. <laughs> I can't help it. My dog and I are the same person. <laughs> So my little Frenchie buddy got, he actually, he loves Milan. I love Um, him. Oh my goodness. Oh my, I cannot wait to to see him again. Oh oh my my gosh. I know. He cannot wait either. And girl, I would switch lives with him any day and be laying down there in the sun on, on that fancy neighborhood watch chair of his. He's, He's amazing. Oh my goodness. He's a little stinker, but yeah, I am I am very much <laughs> that same personality. I know when I posted a picture of him, he got so much love. It's amazing. He did. Aww. You're like, is that your new baby? I was like, I wish, but he is half part. Part time. Ah! Part time he is. <laughs> but I wish. <laughs> he he loved her when they met. Um so fun. Um so if you have someone who is going into, let's say, um, a couple, you know, either, you know, the bride, the groom, the bride and bride, or the groom and groom, or non-binary, whatever the case may be, going into a wedding where there are tr- cultural traditions involved that they are not familiar with, how would you, what would be the advice that you would impart upon them? Um, you know, that's a good question. Um so one thing that I would do, I would definitely, first I'll ask them, have they been to one or do they have any ideas? Because one thing I never want to judge um, on top of just saying that, oh, you, you know, like they've never been to one. Because so, I don't know. Um, they might have went to a restaurant. They might have went to, um, uh, let me see, like maybe, you know, to another party with a friend. But still, they didn't know the idea exactly what it is until somebody explains it. So if they say no. And I'll, you know, and I'll ask them a couple of questions. What is it that you want to know? Because what, what I might share, they might, might not be interested in them. So definitely I will ask them, you know, what have you, um, you know, looked at or what have, you know, what is it that you want to learn about this culture? And, 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 I, and I'll start from there. And most, I'm, I'm a visual, so I will send them like a YouTube or some, some, something like that. And that helps them actually. They're like, oh, my God, actually, yes, send me one of the YouTubes, um, you know, whether it's an Ethiopian or Eritrean or even Hindi. I mean, I don't know too much about the Hindis, but I, I do a lot of my homework on that. You know, how do they start off? Like the Nigerian wedding, totally different, too. Oh, my God, I love it. There is just amazing. Um, 
So, and actually that was on one of the shows right now, you know, one of the Bravos, you know, she was there explaining her culture and I loved it. Like, yes, you know, <laughs> um, nice. so that's what I would definitely do is, is share things with them on, you know, just watching from, but of course I would do my research exactly what I'm looking for and then I'll share that with them. Yeah. And of course with Google now, um, you know, you can get everything, but a lot of time I will do so safe. Like if I have one of my planners, if she done like certain, to, you know, other countries, I will ask her, I was like, Hey, you know, do you mind if I, you know, kind of share that? And everything. so, yeah, we'll definitely do your own homework before you share anything with them. I love that. That's Thank great you. advice. Thank you. Um, that's really, really great advice. And I really love, I love what you do. I love what you share. You are so passionate about, you know, educating and, um, and, just bringing people together without judgment, without preconceived notions, and just really bringing out the celebration. Yes. And I think that's that's one of the most amazing things about what you do you. as a planner and a human in general. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. That's the goal, you know. Um, you know, someone was asking me, like, you know, you know, what is you know your next plan? I was like, you know what, I would love to speak about this. Um, because other business especially like coaches or even other planners or photographers, they don't know, you know, and I would love to be that person, uh, you know, to definitely, you know, speak out, uh, especially like, you know, like an example, like the wedding MBA when I went with uh, 2019 early, there was no one really that knew the, they knew some of the culture, but not all of it. So I would sit there and listen. I'm like, nah, that's not all of it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause you, you could tell. I mean, it's, it's a very, you know, so just like an example, like I'm trying to get learn a little bit more into the LGBTQ, right? I don't know a lot of that, but that's something that I really want to learn and get into. And, you know, the questions to ask, how do you approach? So these are, so basically that's what I would want. I would love to do kind of like teaching that. That's, that's really fascinating. I, I guess because I, as a photographer, have been so immersed in the LGBTQ culture for such, you know, a long period of time now mm -hmm. um, that I've never thought about that. Mm -hmm. Isn't that amazing? Which, yeah, that's, it is funny the things that you know as as a professional or a human that you forget other people might not and might have questions surrounding those things. Mm -hmm. and. Um, I think one of the most important things you just said was ask questions and don't come with assumptions. Exactly. Um, yeah. And just always work to be a better person. Yes. Um, and, you know, have fun. Enjoy the process. Mm -hmm. Yes. One thing um, I want to add to that, you know, because I have folks, you know, asking like, oh, what, why do you want to do the LGBTQ? And I said, because I know how it feels to be left out. Yeah. You know, um, I know how it feels coming from a different country and, you know, just learning the American culture and trying to, you know, fit in. I knew how it felt. I, I didn't know when I was younger, but as, you know, getting older, I was like, wow, you know, I, I don't think anyone understands me. You know, if I were to speak or say something, they didn't, they're like, oh, I don't understand you. Well, literally, I spoke clear English. You know, what is it? You know what I mean? So definitely, I, that's why I'm so into that because I know how it feels to be left out. That's why I'm, I, I want to be there for them. Yeah. I love that. I really love Thank that. Um, maybe I should think about doing an episode where yes. 
um, where I share some of my insights as a photographer. I don't think I've done that on the podcast either mm-hmm. <laughs> on um, regarding LGBTQ because yeah. that's a question we I used to get asked all the time. How do you pose like a you know a two two brides right. they would say yeah and I would say well you pose a couple like you pose a couple you read the room you read the people mm-hmm. and I never really thought about how other people didn't instinctively know that. Um, because to me, it doesn't matter. It, it's that every couple is is a completely different entity. So it doesn't really matter. Like you have to change what you do for each couple. It's not, it doesn't, you know, not that it doesn't matter. It's just that my mind is going in the direction of like, you are a special unicorn couple and I'm going to find the way to capture that mm-hmm. as opposed to I'm going to take control of and tell you what to do. I just don't operate in the same in the same way. So for me it was not as impactful to um to yeah. you know include everyone, which I mean I think we all should include everyone in definitely. all of the things. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I mean yeah. Yeah. The world is already the other side crazy. So we need to make it better. <laughs> Yeah. And, it, and it's we're working us. Yeah. We're working every day for every that. Day. Every day. <laughs> every day. <laughs> well, Neilan, if people need a little spot of the uh, internet that is beautiful, bright, colorful, and delightful, where can they find you? <laughs> oh, let me. So uh, Instagram is one word, Neilan's Occasions. M-I-L-L-E-N-S-O-C-C-A-S-I-O-N-S. And if you want to uh, shoot me an email. Actually, that's a, you know another good way too. But everything is really on on information on um, IG. Uh, it's uh, hello at melansoccasions.com. and of course the website www.melansoccasions.com. But Instagram that'd be the best way uh, to connect with me. And what is the name of your podcast again? So everyone can give you a follow, rate, and review. Yes, please. Oh, my God. I'm actually going to my third episode. Uh, So I just finished my second. It's there, ready. It's on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It's actually on the Milan's Occasions. I made it easy. Yes. Perfect. I made it easy. So smart. So smart. Yes. As opposed to me, who has three different brands. And five and a half different Instagrams. There's a podcast. Once you say Milo's Occasions, it's right there. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I'll have to to go over and give it a a follow, rate, and review myself. I'm I love it. Thank you so much for being here. It is always such a delight. I'm so glad things are going well. Yes. I'm so glad you still have that amazing passion that you have always had since I met you however many years ago now. I know. Um, it can't be more than four because we didn't have the dog yet. No, it'll be three years. It'll be three years okay. in September. <laughs> oh, he was such a little potato when you met him then. Um, <laughs> if you want to follow Cluzo online, Neilan occasionally makes an appearance on his Instagram. I sure do. He is, he is at Cluzo, like the Pink Panther, um, the investigator, because he is named after the Pink Panther. Um, I'll link to him in today's show notes and and to that picture that she shared because it's super cute. Um <laughs> 
And um, thank you so much, everyone, for spending time with us today and tuning into the Wedding Dish podcast. And, you know, obviously, thank you, Milan, for sharing your expertise, your passion, your joy, and um, and just your your beautiful personality. Yeah, thank you. Um, it was a pleasure <laughs> to be with you. Seriously, Sarah, thank you. I feel the exact same way. Um, and if you want to give us a follow on Instagram, we are at The Wedding Dish Podcast. Our website is theweddingdishpodcast.com. And you can read our show notes, apply to be a guest speaker. You can donate. Um, and also, we have transcripts available because we are committed to accessibility over at The Wedding Dish, where you will get um, wedding tips and tricks from couples and wedding pros alike. And don't forget to tune in next week to get tons more information, inspiration, and all the good things. And please give us a follow, rate, and review on your preferred podcast Mm -hmm. platform. And that's it for today. Uh, Looking forward to seeing you all again soon. Milan, again, thank you so much. Have a great rest of the day. Cheers, everybody. Bye.